Hello, friends. It's great to be with you again and spend some time in God's Word. First, I'd like to say I really appreciate all those folks who have reached out to me, Todd Martin, and contacted our church, Smithville Mennonite, and let me know that you're hearing these messages. It really does mean a lot. And my prayer continues to be that this time we can spend together will draw you closer to Jesus. And some of you are saying it's doing exactly that. So I say praise the Lord and let's get going. Will you pray with me? Oh Lord, as always, let there be more of you and less of me. Through Christ I come. Amen. Have you ever had a close call? One of those times that could have gone either way, but it didn't go bad, and you were or are even today very thankful. Maybe it was a near miss on the highway, or a thoughtless word that was not heard. A time that you slipped but didn't fall. What caught you? Or better, who caught you? Now sometimes there is nothing but the mercy of God that keeps us from falling. We deserve the worst, but God in his mercy allows us a pass. Have you ever had that? You were doing 70 mile an hour in a 55 and the cop got you? And he gave you just a warning? Did you thank the cop and then thank God too for his mercy? Then there are other times that the Holy Spirit himself may poke us or prod us to keep us on track. We snap out of it and think, I need to stop. Maybe you were able to move away from the edge. Perhaps by the prompting of God, you came to your senses in the nick of time. Catastrophe was avoided. Now that's something to sing about. This is what our song today is about. It's a tune for troubled times. When the bad guys seem to be getting away with murder, and we are tempted to think, maybe being bad isn't so bad. Maybe they are right, and we could get away with being bad too. This is some good music for someone who today is on the edge. This song is for you. And I'll just remind you, we are in the book of Psalms. So if you want to go get your Bible and open it up to the book of Psalms, uh, that's where we've been for the last couple weeks. It's where we're going to be for the next couple weeks in the book of Psalms. And now I'd like to give you the point for today's sermon. The point for today's sermon is music is good medicine, like that's been the the theme for the last couple weeks as we've been in Psalms, and then adding today, when you almost slip. Music is good medicine when you almost slip. Now open your Bibles to the book of Psalms, Psalm 73. Now, this is a little longer psalm, but it also takes us deeper into the mind and soul of the singer. 
This is not a lightweight worship song that you will whistle at work. No, this is a brooding, dark song that makes you think. Now, there may be some fans out there of an artist named N.F. And you will relate to this psalm if you listen to his music. His music has lots of twists and turns in the plot, just like this one. That is, until we are led to the light, eventually. Again, we're in Psalm 73, and I'm going to start reading in verse 1. Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost slipped. I had nearly lost my foothold. Verse 3, for I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. What I hope you catch from verses 1 through 3 is we find out how to fall. How to fall. And then I give you a challenge or application question for you to think about as well. How close to the edge are you right now? How close to the edge are you right now? What do I mean? Close to the edge of doing something bad, doing something you should not do. Now, there are many ways to fall, aren't there? Gravity is relentless. So is sin. The two are always ready to make us crash and in general, pull us down. In the winter, it's easy to slip, isn't it? Why? Because we think we are more stable than we actually are. The singer says he was close to a fall. Looking at some slick people, who were they? Look at verse 3. The arrogant and the wicked. Well, why was he looking? We can imagine. It's because of all the bling, all the swag, all the stuff that the singer doesn't have. And he thinks, hmm, it must be nice. So that's how the other half lives. It's so easy to look at the greener grass and think, I need some green too. But then it's a real quick trip, friends, to thinking, I deserve that. Oh, friends, we must never forget the original sin back in the garden didn't start with the hand or the teeth. It was the eyes and the mind that thought, you know, I deserve this. I just need a little more. Think about that. Adam and Eve were standing in the middle of paradise, surrounded by food, perfect weather, and buck naked with the person God made for them. And they still had to think, maybe I need a little more than this. So can I ask you, how close are you to slipping? Are you looking where you shouldn't be? Be careful. Because the more you look, the blinder you can become. Listen to the singer's sad song. Verse 4 in Psalm 73. Verse 4 in Psalm 73. Listen closely. They have no struggles. 
Their bodies are healthy and strong. They are free from the burdens common to man. They are not plagued by human ills. Therefore, pride is their necklace. They clothe themselves with violence. From their callous hearts comes iniquity. The evil conceits of their minds know no limits. Verse 8. They scoff and speak with malice. In their arrogance, they threaten oppression. Their mouths lay claim to heaven and their tongues take possession of the earth. Therefore, their people turn to them and drink up waters in abundance. What I hope you catch from verses 4 through 10 is this is when bad looks good. This is when bad looks good. And then the application question I will ask you is this. Who do you envy? Who do you envy? Now we tend to see what we want to see. We tend to kid ourselves into believing what makes the most sense to us, and then we just assume that everybody else agrees. Denial, my friends, is not just a river in Egypt. Have you ever done this? Told a lie to yourself enough that you start believing that it's true? Well, that's what the that's what the psalmist is doing here. The singer of the songs is doing. They're venting. Let's let's check them out in verse four. He says, they have no struggles. Their bodies are healthy and strong. Well, friends, that's lie number one. The truth is this, and you know it. Everyone has struggles. Everyone, just under the surface, if not sticking out, everyone has a struggle of some sort. Verse 5, he talks about how they're free from burdens that are common and not plagued by human ills. That's lie number two. The truth is, The burdens are common. Everyone that's listening to this is getting older. We'll probably have a loved one die somewhere in the future, maybe the near future. We're all susceptible to sickness. Those are all common. Oh, you might have a gap between burdens, but no one gets a free pass. You see, it's not possible because we are human. Verse 6 talks about how uh, pride is their necklace and they clothe themselves with violence. Now, there's no lie here. This is how wicked people roll. Pride in its worst form and violence go hand in hand. Verse 7, from their callous hearts comes iniquity. The evil conceits of their minds know no limits. Well, there's no lie there. But what a shame. Evil minds can just go wild. It's scary, isn't it? Verse 8 talks about how they scoff and speak malice. In their arrogance, they threaten oppression. Their mouths lay claim to heaven, and their tongues take possession of the earth. Now there's lie number three. The truth is the claim to heaven is meaningless if they have the conduct of hell. It just doesn't work that way. Verse 10, therefore their people turn to them and drink up waters in abundance. Now this is a true statement. The wicked often have a following that feeds their egos, even as they feed the crowd lies and manipulation. 
so many times, we need to just talk out the lies, the pain and the suffering. We need to vent. There really is a place for our anger in our praise to God. Remember, Psalms is another word for praise. Now, this is a powerful concept. And I'd like you to think about this. What if our praise can be a form of venting? Here again, there's a Christian artist called N.F. And many of his songs are cries of pain and sadness and confusion. And guess what? They resonate with lots of kids. Not just for the snappy beats or the rhymes, but the angst they sing out. Oh friends, praise can be painful. But it's in those moments that we can be most honest with God. Telling Him how we feel and know that He hears and cares. But then something wonderful happens. Then something powerful is produced. Listen as the song changes over the next few verses. I'm in Psalm 73, verse 11. They say, how can God know? Does the Most High have knowledge? This is what the wicked are like, always carefree. They increase in wealth. Surely, In vain, I have kept my heart pure. In vain, I have washed my hands in innocence. All day long, I have been plagued. I have been punished every morning. If I had said, I will speak thus, I would have betrayed your children. When I tried to understand all this, it was oppressive to me. Okay, textual time out. The singer is at rock bottom. This is the point where he is almost slipping. His mind is confused and frustrated. But now watch where he goes. You might want to underline verse 17 in your Bible. Verse 17. Till I entered the sanctuary of God, then I understood their final destiny. Surely you place them on slippery ground. You cast them down to ruin. How suddenly they are destroyed, completely swept away by terrors. Verse 20. As a dream when one wakes, so when you arise, O Lord, you will despise them as fantasies. When my heart was grieved and my spirit embittered, I was senseless and ignorant. I was a brute beast before you. Verses 11 through 22. Sanity is found in the sanctuary. That's what I hope you catch. Sanity is found in the sanctuary. Then I would just ask, are you listening right now to get a reality check? Are you listening right now to get a reality check? Can I just ask you, why do you uh, go to worship? Or why do you listen to this broadcast? Now, if you listen for the wonderful songs I play at the end or the free stuff that I offer, I would say good for you. But there's more. You see, when you listen to the Word of God, you get a reality check. 
Friends, I do this because I believe it's important to worship the one all-present, all-powerful, all-passionate God of the universe. And when we open his word, we get in touch with reality. Look at verses 10 and 11. Our world is a crazy place. Often bad seems good and good seems bad, which is backwards. It's a place full of illusions and gimmicks to deceive people. The world wants to trick us into believing that this is all there is. You got to get all you can in the here and the now because that's all you have. Many believe this and it makes even people of faith wonder. But that's why coming back to reality is important. That's why worship is important. Now see verses 17 through 22. And here it's different. When we are worshiping together, it's different, or at least it should be. In the sanctuary of God, our perspective changes. When we worship him, when we're under his word, our perspective should change. We're able to see the wicked not as the happiest people in the world, but the ones most to be pitied. We see our integrity and our purity not as burdens, but as a blessing to celebrate. We can even see and then admit our previous pagan perspective was perverted by people. And that's when we need to turn to God. Verses 21 and 22 are a sad confession of a guy who let the world almost whip him. If we aren't careful, or better yet, if we aren't worshipful, we too can end up like him. I'm appalled at Christians who end up acting like animals. I wrote an article on my blog that you can get to through our website at Smithville Mennonite called Remember the Munsterites. If you want to know a little bit more on that topic as to when Christians start to act like animals, you can go there. But thankfully, the singer of this song came to his senses. And now he has a new tune. But before we go there, can I just ask, do you, did you come to this broadcast needing a reality check? Have you been wondering if the good is bad and the bad is good? Have you been wondering if living the Christian life is really worth it? Well, I hope you have realized that. And that following God is the best and only way to have purpose and peace in this life and in the one to come. Here's what it sounds like in Psalm 73, verse 23. Yet I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterward, you will take me into glory. Verse 25. Whom have I in heaven but you? The earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Those who are far from you will perish. You destroy all who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge. I will tell of all your deeds. 
Finally, what I'd have you catch in verses 23 through 28, God is better. God is better. And then I just ask, which truth can you grab from those verses to share with someone else this week? You know, it says at the end of verse 28, I will tell of your deeds. Wow, what a turnaround. This guy who is questioning everything. You need to know that today, if you are here and listening in turmoil, it really is okay. My only hope is that you will have had the experience that the singer did. And what's that? Verse 23, someone is holding your hand. I love that imagery. And I'm going to play a song at the end of the broadcast about that that very image. There's a moment when we can realize we've been with God all along. But then we can be reassured. The image is holding a hand. Have you ever been in a place of fear or darkness and just had someone hold your hand? What a difference that can make. So many people on their deathbeds have loved ones just hold their hands and it brings them such peace. This is what God can do for you as you worship. Often, I hold out or up my hands in worship. One reason is to reach out and physically hold God's hand. And often, I can feel it. Do you? Verses 24 through 26 are a real reality check. Here again, as last week you heard the end game is important. When we are done here, we have somewhere to go. More importantly, we have someone to go to. Friend, do you? Who are you counting on for eternity? Forever is a long time to wait for no one. Verses 27 and 28 are sharp contrasts in people. Those who are near to or far from God. The singer makes it clear. You want to be near? Now and forever. Worship gets you there. Worship keeps you there. Now before I go, I just want to ask. If you are near or far from God today. There is so much in our world that seeks to break the grip of God's hand. Today, I hope you can know that He is here and that he wants to draw near to you right now. Will you reach out to him even as we pray? Oh Lord, thank you for everyone that's listening right now. And I pray that you would take their hand. Lord, that they could know the assurance of knowing that you are near. Lord, if there's anything keeping someone from being close to you, I pray that they would confess it as sin right now and draw near to you. Oh, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are always so ready to hear us pray and to lend us your hand. Help us to be faithful to you today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now, before I want to, I go, I just want to let you know 
Again, that if you need a Bible or have something you would like me to pray about, feel free to reach out to our church, Smithville Mennonite. Our phone number is 330-669-3601. Or you can always Google our church, Smithville Mennonite, and you can reach us that way. I also still have a few of the chosen DVDs, and this is a multi-episode show about Jesus in a way that you've never seen him before. We would love for you to have a copy of this. Just let us know that you'd like one. Now I'd like to leave you with a song that got me through some hard times once. It's called Take My Hand by a band called The Cry. Oh, friends, I pray that this ministers to your heart today. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. And may he make his face shine upon you and give you peace. Don't you say why?